Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's topic is the dark funnel with my friend, Tom Augenthaler. How's it going, Tom? Going all right, man. Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to have you back here, Tom. So, uh, Tom, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're at today. Sure. My name is Tom Augenthaler, and I am the owner and founder of 551 Media. And what we do is B2B influencer marketing. So we take influencer marketing as a strategy and help any B2B company that's looking to apply the strategy, we help them do it. So what is influencer marketing? I know you've uh, tried to educate me in the past, so you need to continue that. (laughs) Influencer marketing is just working with influential personalities in your business space who have some kind of, or some degree of, if you want to call it influence, over your ICPs in marketing language or your ideal customer profiles or your or your buyers, in other words. So these are people that podcasters, bloggers, they're writers, they video casters, speakers, book authors. Uh, there's a whole there's host a lot of, of us out types. there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of different types of people out there. But, uh, you know, audiences are following these people and those people are influential because of it. Right. And Tom, before when we, you've been on my podcast in the past, you said this has been going on, this influencer marketing forever on consumer side, the B2C side. And, you know, so that would be like, hey, I'm going to get Brad Pitt to wear my sunglasses. I'll pay him a hundred grand to walk around in these glasses and he'll do that. And, and all the idiots go, oh my God, Brad Pitt wears those. Maybe I'll look like Brad Pitt if I buy those glasses. You, by the way, you won't. <laughs> I've tried, but now you're saying we're trying to. Well, we are. We brought that same people like you are bringing that to business, the B two B side. Exactly. So, I, I, like you outlined there, this influencer market has been going on for forever, right on the consumer side. It goes back decades, actually, before the digital stuff ever came to be. Right. It was like you said. It's like getting John Wayne to wear your hat or, you know, getting Brad Pitt to wear the Smoke your cigarettes. Smoke smoke (laughs) cigarettes, right? Go back to the 1940s, right? It's like, you know, Jimmy Stewart smokes camels. I saw saw Ronald Reagan smoking cigarettes and (laughs) smoking cigarettes, and I imagine it said something along the lines of eight out of ten doctors recommend these cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. but on the B two on the B two B side, it's just it, they're different kind of influencers, right? They're not they're not Hollywood celebrities, right? Right, and and I think you said something along the lines of when you're selling robotics or automation, it's hard to get a movie star. So if they said, "Oh yeah, Brad Pitt recommends this automation," why would I ever care about that? I clearly he doesn't know anything about it. So you find some automation guy who's uh, got a podcast and says, "Oh." or a video or whatever, frequent speaker, writer, and go, this guy, he's the one you want to say, this is good automation, and here's why I like it. (laughs) Exactly. Somebody who's an expert in the industry, who's got respect, street cred, you know, so that when you listen to them, it's like, well, that guy guy or gal, they know what they're talking about. You know, I mean, so if they're recommending (laughs) a solution, maybe I should think about it, right? So 
Anyway, we'll get back into influencer marketing as we speak about the dark funnel here. But before we get into that, Tom, please give us a little background on you. I know you've been on my podcast before, so we'll just give us the thumbnail, where you grew up, where you went to school, give us some career highlights before you started your company. Oh, sure. Um, I grew up on Long Island, New York, so I'm from the Northeast originally. I went to Gettysburg College in Pennsylvania. That's and you're where in I got Texas my own- now, right? <laughs> yes, I'm in Texas now. Got a graduate degree along the way and then eventually moved to Texas. And when I moved here, I was in the PR business and, and I worked for HP at the time after working for a number of PR agencies, but worked for HP and then eventually went off on my own to do to concentrate just solely on influencer marketing. So that's why you started 551 Media? Yes, that's that's when I decided to start my own company. I had I was working for a, an influencer marketing consulting company after HP, and I just decided in 2016 that it was just a, a better idea to go out on my own and do it because I wanted to just focus on a certain segment of influencer marketing. And yeah, no, I haven't looked back since. I think on my you were on my podcast before, and you said that when you were at HP, that you wanted to get Tim Ferriss as an influencer for HP products. And it was just before he became you know, the Tim Ferriss that those of us who do know him <laughs> before yeah. he became famous, before he wrote the books and uh, became that VC and that influencer. And you said couldn't sell it, <laughs> couldn't sell it internally. That's right. I, I had, I, it was like around uh, 2007 or so, 2008. And Tim had just published the first book, The Four Hour Work Week. And he was doing his speaking circuit. And he, when I met him, he was at South by Southwest in Austin. And he was introduced to me by some guys I knew. And, you know, at that point, he was easy to meet and approachable and everything else. And I read his book and I was like, this guy has got something going on. This is, this is the beginning of something here. This is going to, this is, this is, this is the beginning of a wave. Right. And I, we met several times and what I did was I did manage to work with him a little bit. I, I started pulling him into some of the PR activities, which we were doing and uh, we'd bring him in for sneak peeks on products which were about to be announced to the public and things like that. And, you know, he was really appreciative of that. And I, I, I wanted to set up some kind of a deal with him where we could work with him on an ongoing basis on a, in a, in a grander scale. And I remember I got a proposal from him and I, and I shopped it up to the executives, but the executives were like, well, who is this guy? You know, why are we right. working with him? We're already working with these established people and the, you know, celebrities and stuff. And I'm like, this, this right. is the wave. This is the future. This is these right. guys like Tim Ferriss are, are people that people are now they're, they're You should see them at South by Southwest. They following them around. I mean, you know, they can't get enough of him, but they didn't see the vision. And now as a result, I mean, they couldn't even touch them. Right. Well, and it's interesting. So when I, when we were prepping for this, I was talking about some of influencers who I just think like Joe Rogan, a podcaster, I love watching and I don't watch all of his stuff, but when every once in a while he'll have like another comedian on and I love that. I watched, um, and I'm not even a fan of Bernie Sanders necessarily, but he had Bernie Sanders on and normally I don't think politicians like Bernie come off real well in the in the news but it was a two-hour interview and all of a sudden you go oh okay it was a human interview it sounded normal Howard Stern did the same thing with Hillary Clinton she came off better on his show 
because it was just a conversation. It wasn't an interview. It wasn't a two-minute clip where Bernie always came off as that, you kids get off my lawn. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and I always felt like he humanized him for me. And again, I, I wouldn't wasn't a fan of his necessarily, but that to me kind of brought home that he might be the most important guy in media. And he, and he's a, a a podcaster or a vlogger or whatever you want to call him. Same with Tim Ferriss. I love his books. I've read a few of his books. I listen to his podcast. These guys are having, they, they influence me. Maybe nobody else, but I suspect there's a lot of people just like me who go, I like these guys. Yeah. That, see, that's, that's, you know, since 2007 or eight, when I first met Tim and he was just really getting started, uh, getting traction. Uh, I mean, these guys now are institutions, if you think about it. Tim's got a huge podcast. Companies clamor to try to work with him. He's very, very highly selective, doesn't work with many at all. Joe Rogan, he doesn't need sponsorships or anything. I mean, he you know, the, the, the huge deal at Spotify <laughs> yeah. just kind of solidified <laughs> that, right? I mean, and you think about it, Joe's got or he's got about 10 million followers, I think, on YouTube, maybe 10 million on Instagram, too. This is bigger than most right. of these news networks have. Right. You know? Yeah, he's in an episode, an, one of his episodes will have more than a news news outlet, and which is incredible, given it's just him and a, a producer. And it's interesting when we're talking, when we're prepping, Tim Ferriss wrote the four-hour work week. I think he wrote a book about the four-hour body you know, mm -hmm. some other books, Tools of Titans. I listen to his podcast every once in a while. If he said, this is what I eat for breakfast or this is what the vitamins I take, I'm very well <laughs> might write that down and look into it. And so he is a huge influencer. And again, I just don't think he's, he's also an authentic guy. I don't think you can buy him. You know, if you said, hey, mm -hmm. I got some fly-by-night vitamins, he's not going to promote those. Exactly. So these guys, they got to where they are because of their personality and their authenticity in, in conveying that, communicating their personality, right? So they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't slant it. They didn't take on a narrative. They didn't, right. you know, adopt somebody else's talking points. You know, they just went with their own vision of things. And it takes a lot of guts because in the beginning, nobody cared about who they were, right? But I mean, they each had a vision and a plan and they executed it and look where they are now, right? With some consistency, it's amazing what you can achieve. Yeah. I've heard Joe Rogan say there was no plan. I wanted to hang out with my buddies and, uh, and talk. That's <laughs> so, beautiful, right? I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't get any yeah, better than that. That works. <laughs> so this segues us to our topic today. So Tom is an expert in influencer marketing. And so as usual, I was bugging him the other day about uh, some, some free advice, which he's always happy to give. <laughs> and and I also want to introduce you to my buddy, Chris Jolly. So uh, we'll do that too. Cool. But you said something in the, in the, when we were talking and you said, yeah, that's the dark funnel. And I was like, the dark funnel, what is that? <laughs> so I said, and so we talked about that and I said, Tom, you got to come on my podcast and talk about the dark funnel because we're always, all of us are interested in sales here in the logistics and transportation space. So what is the dark funnel? The dark funnel is anywhere where your buyers are going to get information, assess information, evaluate the solutions that they're looking at, and then making a decision. So, okay, so that's that's pretty high level, pretty broad, right? right. So it, it encompasses places more specifically 
where marketing attribution software doesn't track. So marketing attribution software can track downloads of a podcast like yours, Joe, but they can't really do much more than that, right? They can, and they, they, they can, can see they what can track, state they're in. <laughs> I can yeah, tell you what that. state you're in, or you know, the, the topic, the num <laughs> number of downloads, and you know, the, of course, the social shares and stuff that, that the episodes get when they're promoted. But it doesn't measure the impact of the of the podcast. So, right. if you think about that for a second, all the listeners of your podcast are on it because they're interested in logistics. They're in the logistics business, right? So that's very right. valuable to somebody who's in the logistics business, right? It's like, well, I like, you know, I could waste my time listening to other things, which maybe you do for some entertainment. You'll listen to some Joe Rogan or something like right. that about, you know, MMA. But really, if in, regarding business, you're going to get your information. You're going to be selective about how you get your information because we're bombarded with it every day. So we're as as beings, as human beings, we're getting better and more selective at the kind of information that we choose to really pay attention to. Right. Podcasts, video casts, you know, select blogs, sponsored art, you know, maybe maybe there's 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 articles or something that you're you're interested in. Oh, link link LinkedIn influencers matter a lot and the and the, not necessarily the ones they pick, but more the guys and I mentioned status updates. Got, um, I mm -hmm. mentioned Chris Jolly. Chris Jolly puts out a video every day about selling freight services, trucking services. And you go, and, and, and he's engaging. It's quick. You go, he knows what he's talking about, down to earth. You go, man, that's just a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's what's happening now. So the dark funnel encompasses all of these places where people are getting information that attribution software doesn't track. So let's think, all right, so we've mentioned podcasts, videocasts, place like that, private groups on Facebook, right? Slack groups, right? Right. Then there's also, then there's oh, also that, tech. That Discord and all that, I don't use yes. those. But... <laughs> then there's Discord and there's Peak. Those are a couple of different, you know, Mighty Networks is another one that has private groups inside of it. And, oh, Instagram. You know, <laughs> uh, there's Instagram chats. There's, uh, you know, Instagram pods. There's all these different places where people congregate that can't be tracked. It's very private. On top of that, you've got efforts to counteract a lot of the tracking now. So Google's going to not, you know, they're not going to do the third party cookies anymore. They're not going to permit that. And then you've got iOS 15, which is going to negate a lot of the tracking there on the Apple platform. So it's going to get harder anyway to be able to track all of this right. behavior. Right. So so the dark funnel is just all these places where people are going to get their information and it was all accelerated under COVID. Right. And and I think when we were prepping for this, we talked about this is a lot of times that you, I talk to people who say, well, I'm interested, you know, especially if you're a marketing person, marketing people are being told uh, or deciding for themselves. I want marketing generated leads, MGL. It's all about MGL. And that's when you mentioned to me this whole idea of the dark funnel. So the marketing attribution software captures that MGL, right? And that the perfect scenario for those guys, I'll just, you know, one of the perfect scenarios would be, I contacted you on my website, we reached out and you talked to me. And then I look back and go, oh, okay, Joe read this article over here on LinkedIn, came to my website, said, downloaded something or contact me, sales guy called, bam. Now I want to optimize that. I want to do that 
hundreds of more times per month, right? The problem is that, that, that I'll call that the super highway to sales. That works real well. We all want that, right? But the problem is that's not the way a lot of people want to work. They're like, no, I'm not quite ready to buy. I might follow you on LinkedIn. I might listen to you on a podcast. I might connect with you on LinkedIn, but I'm not doing, I'm not getting in your funnel. And that's the dark web. And rather than being on that super highway, they're, they're off-roading next to the highway. They're going to get there. They might still call <laughs> you sometime and buy, but they aren't getting on the highway. It's actually and they're more reluctant powerful. to. Yeah, it's actually more powerful because, you know, let's look, let's look at the two sides for a second here. So you've got the marketing-generated leads, and then you've got the dark funnel, okay? So the marketing-generated leads typically, typically happen in a few different ways. One, you've got a webinar. Right. I've got a speaker. Right. right. I got Joe as a guest speaker on a webinar and we're going to talk about some logistics solution in there. We're going to talk about a, a logistics topic to get everybody ginned up and interested. But at the end of it, we're going to be selling them on whatever it is that we've got to sell. Right. Uh, right. You know, some solution, a course or something. Right. So everybody is familiar with this today. So sign up for the webinar. Right. And then go listen to the webinar. And then at the end of the webinar, you're going to get sold a bunch of stuff. And it's, you know, either you buy, or you don't buy, and then there's going to be all these emails that follow up, right, if you don't buy, right? So everybody's familiar with this. Now, another another one is there's a white paper or an ebook that I want. It's right. on a topic that really interests me. I've got a problem I'm looking to solve, and maybe this ebook or white paper has it. However, it's gated. So I have to submit my email address and maybe a phone number and even more information to get it. And then I know what that means. That means I'm going to start getting emails today, later about, hey, we saw you love the, you, you downloaded the ebook, you know, you want to have a phone call. And then I'm going to get phone calls from these people and I'm going to get all this other stuff. I'm not ready to buy yet. I just want the ebook right. <laughs> because I want to read what you guys have to say about solving this particular problem. It doesn't mean I want to buy your stuff, right? right? So. Let me right. give you a direct example of this. Recently, I had to sign some documents because, uh, you know, whatever. So I had to sign some documents. The The other side sent over, you know, it's in DocuSign. You know, just go to DocuSign and, and do it, and then we'll all be good. Like, okay, fine. Well, I'm not signed up to DocuSign. So I had to go in and sign up, and, you know, register my name and email address and everything to get in. I knew what that meant. I knew what it meant right away. Right away. But I, <laughs> right. Okay, fine. I can, yeah, I can always unsubscribe later on. But I, I get in, I do the document, boom, done. Very easy. DocuSign is a great product. I got to tell you, it really makes signing. Yeah, it's terrific. The problem is, is they start emailing me that day about, you know, how was your experience with DocuSign? Well, I, you know, I don't want to sit around thinking about my experience with DocuSign. I did it. It was a great experience. Yeah, great. <laughs> and then two days later, I'm getting phone calls from the company about, hey, do you want to sign up for this yearly service right. or something? Look, man, I just went in to sign your docu a document because somebody else asked me to. It was the simplest, easiest way to do it, so I did it. It doesn't mean I'm ready to buy your product, right? Right. Now, let's contrast that with the dark funnel, okay? So the dark funnel, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different model and mindset. The mindset is this. I've got a lot of buyers out there. Some of them know about me. Some of them have no idea about me. Some of them are sort of in the middle. They've seen some ads. Maybe they're they're somewhat familiar with my company, right? Because of the content we've producing and whatever else. All right. So the mindset is, look, instead of trying to sell them outright on something or, you know, jump on it by just giving them one piece of information and then asking them to buy, I'm going to do it this way. 
I'm going to put out quality content that's designed to help them in their business. So it could be helping them solve problems, challenges. It could be talking to their even their aspirations about where do they want to take their business? Where can they take their business? Here's some examples of others that have done something with a similar business and how they did it. That's all really usable, useful stuff. So when you put out that kind of content, buyers are interested in it and they will start following you, right? Now, the key here is, is consistency. You've got to consistently put out a stream of content on a regular basis so that the buyers get attuned to seeing it crop up like every Monday or every Friday or whatever your schedule is going to be. You know, I know that Joe's podcast is going to come out every Monday. Hey, man, I want to tune in and see what he's got, who his next de- right. guest is, right? And, you know, so that's what you want. You want people to anticipate, hey, you know, Joe's content's great. I want, when's his next podcast? Next Monday, right? He publishes on a regular schedule. So I know that next month, all right, I'm looking forward to it, right? That's what you want. You want people to start looking forward to your content. Now, this creates demand generation. So demand generation is differently than marketing generated leads, right? Which is a, a certain step-by-step process. This is a little bit more loosey-goosey, but it's actually better in the long run. And the reason is this. Because you're giving value to these buyers on a consistent basis, they're starting to look at you in a more and more positive light, right? Right. And they're going to say, hey, this guy, Joe, he's got got it going on. He knows about logistics. You know, we've got some logistics issues of our own. Let's reach out to Joe, right? So by the time Forrester Research uh, is a research analyst firm, right? So they, they have been tracking this since about 2016 or 2015 or so. And they started noticing this is the way buyers are in the B2B area are beginning to behave. And what it means is by the time the buyer comes to you, they're already 70 or 80% sold on your solution, right? Right. Yeah. And they seem to come out of thin air, right? They all of a sudden just reach out and they contact me or reach out on LinkedIn and you go, wow, that sale just came out of nowhere. But it didn't. (laughs) It didn't come out of nowhere. That's the thing. Just because you can't track it doesn't mean that you're you're not generating this kind of attraction to to your to your own brand, right? Here's a here's a here's a direct example of how this works. So I'm 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 cruising around, I'm I'm looking around in a group one day on LinkedIn, and I see that somebody posts a list about some top women tech entrepreneurs. I'm always on the lookout for influencers. So I'm like, hmm, I'll I'll check out that list, right? So I go to the website. Here's the list. Okay. And one of them looked really interesting. His name, her name is Kate Bradley. And I'm like, she has a a really interesting artificial intelligence solution that can help with social media marketing. Well, that's right up my alley, right? Anything that helps with marketing and makes it easier I like to look at those things. So I listen that's to the late, podcast. That's lately AI, right? <laughs> lately.ai. Okay. Lately as in lately. Lately things have been happening, right? So it's lately.ai. So I, I, I listen to this podcast and she's a really engaging speaker. She's entertaining. She's funny. And I'm like, boy, she's really got something going on here. And she's describing her product. And I'm like, wow, you know, I could use that and my clients could use this. So I, the first thing I did was I, I stopped, I, I, I listened to the podcast when it ended. I went to her website directly. I did not plug anything into Google. I went directly to lately.ai. Oh, so I go to the website. Up, Tom. <laughs> right, right. I'm screwing things up here. Right. Cause now there's no, there's no, there's no tracking, right. They lately AI had no idea where I came from. 
right. like a ghost and then you just appeared. <laughs> right, right. Well, this is the way people do things. They they hear about something and then they just go directly to the website to learn more. They're not going through Google. Okay. So your SEO right. stuff is useless here. So really they go I went to I went to lately and then I requested for a demo. So I get the demo and I'm blown away. It's even better than the way Kate described it on the podcast, right? And I'm like, this is a fantastic tool, man. I started talking about, I wrote a LinkedIn post about it, right? I, I, I tagged Kate, I, I connected with Kate. And, you know, then I had, uh, then I, I told some of my clients about it and they were like, wow, that sounds like a great tool. We got it. And I told them, just go get the demo. The demo will tell you everything. So now I've got companies going to lately.ai and just getting the demo. And one of them, one of the, one of the companies, my my friend Amisha, she was like, Tom, I saw the demo. I just bought it. She's like, I just bought it. I just told my social media team this. Okay. We're doing this. This is going to make your lives easier. We're going to be able to put out better content on social media because of this. <laughs> right? so, like, and you and and you were you were telling me that that, that is basically saw, uh, like an AI that helps you clip up video clips, right? So the, here's what it does. This is this is this is the beauty of this tool. Okay. Anybody that produces any kind of long form content, whether it's like long blog articles or podcasters like you or video casters, vloggers, the problem is it's like, boy, you got to go through the content. You got to find the good clips, right? Like I want a good two minute right. clip of Joe talking here with his guest and, you know, Oh, that takes a lot of effort to go through that. You got to yeah, person go if, through You could be looking through an hour and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then you got to. It is a real problem. I, I experienced that myself. You got to extract the clip, and then you got to write a little social media teaser around it, right? Then you got to publish it. Okay, so here's right. what Lately does. Lately's AI tool goes through the entire episode for you, and it, and based upon what your parameters that you plug into it, it extracts clips for you, right? So there could be like 10 clips of, of your episode, Joe, and it even gives you proposed social media copy for each clip. And all you got to do is it. just dispense with the ones you don't like, keep the ones you do like, and you probably have to monkey with the, you know, the copy and for the social media a little bit, you know, Some tweaking. You know, yep. yeah, tweak it up, a little, but right. it learns. It learns, it's learning right. while it's watching you do it, right? It's learning what you like to say and how you like to say it and everything. And now you've got five clips that you can put out right. on your social media channel. And here's the best part. You can schedule it directly through Lately. You don't have to go through Buffer or any other tool like Hootsuite or anything else. You could go love just it. use Lately to do it. <laughs> well, it's interesting about this, Thomas. So you found, you found it on a LinkedIn post, you went directly to their website. So you, your customer journey or your path, whatever you want to call it, was this dark funnel. And when today, when we were talking, we were prepping for this, you told me the name Kate Bradley and, you know, lately AI. And I said, uh, Tom, I wouldn't go directly to their website. I would go directly to LinkedIn. I would look for the company. Mm -hmm. I would look how many employees they have. I would start looking at profiles. I would probably try and connect with Kate. She might not connect with me. But <laughs> <laughs> the my journey is always through LinkedIn, and what's interesting is there's a lot of people who are that way. And so I might buy from a company because I've been connected to them on LinkedIn for a long time. I get to know people, and I was telling you, a lot of times people end up as guests on my podcast because they posted something on LinkedIn, and 
I saw, I just saw, I was telling you, somebody wrote a very nice status update about what's going on in the LTL market. And I looked at it, I was like, yeah, this is good. This is really good. This guy's got some great insights, some great advice. I'm connected to him. I really don't know him. I reached out. And so that, again, it's a, another dark funnel where you go, where's this coming from? And I guess somebody would say, well, we're trying to track LinkedIn. But I think the more, I think the nature of this is as soon as we start feeling like we're in a funnel, we reject it. We People are savvy enough to know I don't want this. And it's funny. There's a lot of companies that I've been on their email list for years. I'll, I'll, I'll mention one. FreightWaves does a good job. Now, so you could say they send a lot of emails, but their emails are good. They mm-hmm. create great content. Freight, FreightWaves is probably the best example of how to create content in our business. They do great podcasts. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to buy from their sponsors or advertisers or, any, or, the, or their guests. You just listen and educate yourself. And they got, you know, Blythe and Kevin Hill and Dooner and Craig Fuller and Mike Vincent, they, they create great content. And then I don't, I'm going to miss, I forget their writers. Their articles, tons of them are free. I think all of them are free. I think sometimes they, you know, I have to put my name and email in. I'm happy to do it. I want to be on their list. And by the way, never would you get the hard sell that, oh, by the way, guys, we sell sonar or make sure you come to our event. I, I want to know about them. They don't abuse me. I get lots of emails from them, but they don't abuse me. If I'm going to go to a conference, it's going to be them. It's the way it's supposed to be done. Exactly. So, you know, it's interesting. You just said the word conference. So, you know, events are still important, right? They still are. And traditionally, the way most B2B companies have operated is that most of the majority of their marketing budget is put towards events every year, right? So there's usually a big industry event or, and then they'd have a couple of maybe their own event and then they'll do some road shows, right? But this all entails getting people on the road to go out there and do that stuff. <laughs> the problem is with COVID, it shut everything down. So now it forced everybody, which was, it was already a trend to go digital, but it just tripled it, right? Or quadrupled, right? The emphasis on digital because suddenly those buyers out there they still need to buy right they're still looking for things right. they're still looking for solutions right your salespeople they can't go out on the road now so what are they doing well they're going to have to do it through zoom or some other way so they're going to have to do more what's known as social selling through linkedin and facebook perhaps and maybe even twitter if they're engaged there and then get on zoom calls and do you know engage people through messenger apps so the whole right. dynamic has changed right but events are still important they're just a hybrid version now where it's sort of like a virtual version or a digital version and a and an in-person version you know I, i'll just throw this out there and again of course i'm biased because <laughs> i am a podcaster but I think it's powerful when I get somebody like you, you're, you're not necessarily a logistics guy, but you're a, you, you work with us. You know, if somebody says I'm interested in that company and I get to hear them, these, one of their representatives, their CEO or a sales guy or whoever it is talking for 45 minutes and you listen and you go, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I like this guy. I like what he's saying. When he described my problem, it resonated with me. And when he started talking about a solution, I thought that, yeah, that's exactly what we need. And I like him. Now that's hard to get from a website. I can't, you go to a website, it, it's, it's hard to make it personal. It's hard to say, I really like these right. guys. <laughs> and I think this is the cool thing about videos and podcasts, articles. I've written a million articles. Well, 
thousands. And I will say this, it's hard to get your personality to come through in an article like it is, mm-hmm. you know, on video or not, <laughs> most of us aren't good enough writers to have that happen. That's the, that's the challenge with writing because all of us have gone through the U.S. educational system and the way that they structure that it's like it, it well, it, it, you know, it makes sense. It's like how to present an argument logically in a right. written format. Right. So you have to do some research. You have to you have to have a thesis. You have to have an, an idea or a hypothesis. And then you have to and then you have to support it right through writing. But right. the, the kind of writing we're talking about is completely different than that. And they don't teach that in school. Right. Right. Except maybe in right. some creative writing class. But most people don't do that. Right. Yeah. So. So anyway, getting back to this whole idea of this dark funnel, these guys are on a different journey, but they're still po- potentially they're potentially going to buy from you. And they might we don't even know because we don't have the marketing attribution. They might be more loyal to your company along the path. They might be more interested in your company than people who are in your funnel. And they're going to reach out differently. They're going to be potentially out there for six months or years even prior to buying. And this is why I always say that when we talk about the buying process, the buying process most likely starts online somewhere. Yes. You don't know when. <laughs> exactly. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't always start with a Google search anymore. No. So it's not like I need, you know, some kind of, you know, artificial intelligence for social media. I mean, that could pull up anything and everything. Like the, the lately example I was using is very specific. So it's got, you've got long right. form content. They you didn't know to, there was a solution for that. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was a solution for that. Right. So er, my entire journey there is in the dark funnel. Right. Right. So, and now I'm, I'm recommending them. I don't, I don't get paid anything to recommend them. I recommend them because I think they were just a great solution, a right. tool which other people should take advantage of if, if, if they want to. So I present it because I think it's valuable for me to present it to them. Do you think she'll pay us? <laughs> anyway, so I, I think what's, what's interesting about this is we're all trying to sell more, obviously. So we all have marketing and marketing people usually say to me when I talk to them, we want MGLs. We want marketing generated leads. And I understand that's what they're being tasked to do. And we don't really even know the marketing generated leads might be only 50% or 60% or 30% of all of the people who are interested in the company at that one minute because this dark funnel (laughs) that we don't have visibility into. Right. So it's the other thing to, to look at too, if you're a company and you're doing marketing generated leads, marketing qualified leads, which you have to look at too is what percentage of those leads are turning into actual sales right and it's and it it's declining that's part of the problem now is that, is that the percentage of those leads that are converting to sales are declining and part of the reason for that is that people are sick and tired of just being overtly sold to through these artificial right. funnels that are created to sell them because they all know we've right. all been on webinars, man, where we've gotten, yeah, okay, that was a pretty good webinar, but all right, here's the sales portion. I'm dropping out now. You know, well, you could all just be educating yourself. Yeah. I, I, and a lot of the people that jump on those webinars, that's just it. they just want to get a little edu- more educated about something. They don't necessarily want to be sold to yet. So when you're doing demand generation through the dark funnel, what you're doing is you're creating demand out there where it doesn't exist yet, or it might already exist to a degree. 
Right. But you're you're <laughs> now you're now you're really attracting. You're bringing them in, right? Well, you know the challenge we all have here is you know if, if I'm if I'm building something in a factory or producing product of some sort, if I can create. 400 a day. I want to create 410. If I can create 410, I want to create 420, right? I want to, I'm always want to get faster, better, cheaper, smarter, right? And then we bring that same mindset of, you know, how do I get faster, better, cheaper to sales? So if I was doing marketing generated leads for you, Tom, and I said, Hey, I've given you 20 MGLs for the month. And you go, Oh, that's fantastic. And the next month I go, Hey, I got 10 for you. You go, wait, wait, I wanted like 25. And now you're, now you're going to keep saying, I want more, right? And then you're mm-hmm. saying, I want them to be higher quality too, Joe. I don't want you to give me, well, I've talked to people over the years and they'll say, oh, well, that's, that goes in our funnel. And I said, so every time somebody downloads an ebook, that's in your sales funnel. And I, I can say this because I, I have, I have an email list. When somebody downloads something from my, my, on my ebook, I never think they want to buy something from me. They might. <laughs> right. I'm going to give them some potentially some new content at some point. But the idea that I'm going to get in this mode of, yeah, you downloaded something and I'm going to say, they could be my competition. They could be some guy in China. I have no idea. I just put them in the funnel. If you don't clean that out and, uh, and, and again, you're trying to optimize what is a relationship. <laughs> It'd be like me saying, yeah, I, I know Tom Augenthaler and this is how many hours I spend with him per year and I want to optimize our relationship. We can cut off 15 minutes here and 10 minutes here and, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and more value added in the middle. I mean, that's not how people operate. Well, that's just it, right? So everybody, we all know that word of mouth is the best marketing out there, right? It's sitting around at a dinner table and somebody says, Hey, I'm read this book. Really great book. Right. I, I mean that what better recommendation for a book do you have than somebody uh, that you know and trust recommends something like that or a movie or a Netflix show or something like that. You know, you're more likely to go check it out because it got recommended to you. Right. Cause now, you know, it's through a filter right. of somebody, you know, and trust, and you know that they have similar tastes to yours. So you're, you know, you're more likely to, to follow up on that. Well, it's the same thing here. You're producing high quality content. You're helping these people. They're looking at you as a valuable resource. They want your content. And then when they're ready to buy, they're going to come to you. And when they're ready, when they're going to come to you, they're going to be, it's better than one of these other leads, marketing generated leads, where you probably have to sell them on it. Maybe they're kind of half-hearted in the, in, you know, in, 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 in actually wanting it, where in this way, they've done their research already before they've ever talked to a salesperson at your company. They've already done their research. They know who your competitors are. They know what the pros and cons are of each. Yet for, for whatever reason, they decided to go with you. Right. So that's a yep. that's a great customer to get. Right. And it's likely a customer that's going to last yep. a long time. So you're not going to, you know, they're not going to be a fly by night customer. This is going to be for six months and then drop you. Right. So they're going to, they're going to stick around. So by getting into these places, getting into Slack groups, get your people into Slack groups, right. That where these types of topics are talked about, right. Where you can put out some information, helpful information, some advice. Don't try to sell them in these places, but just try to be helpful to them. Right. Build the relationship. Build the relationship. Build the engagement. Right. Like you were saying, the keyword relationship. So how do influencers play into this space? Well, influencers 
operate in in the dark funnel as it is because they're podcasters you know vloggers they're bloggers they're authors like i said they speak at events they do all of these things and they already have a relationship with their followers number one and number two they have a superior distribution what do i mean by that well your company probably doesn't have a very good distribution for its content and social media right I mean, it pumps it out. That doesn't mean anybody's really consuming it. Well, influencers right. conversely have good relationship with their followers. Their followers want their content. And they wouldn't signed up for it to begin with, right? Right. And they they actually consume it. So, by working with an influencer and getting your your message through via the influencer is much more impactful. It makes a real impact on the on those followers. And they're much more likely to, to start looking into you as a result of it. So right. by working with influencers, is working in the in the dark funnel. Right, right. And you know, it's interesting when I talk to people on my podcast. They're they're hoping they're hoping to get favorable attention. They're hoping to get some sales at some point. Most of marketing need marketing generated leads. They they might want them, but you don't get those from necessarily a podcast. But what I think that in addition to the distribution, and yeah, I do have probably more downloads than their in house podcast if they even have one. But I think also we're having a conversation here, Tom, and I think people are used to hearing conversations. You're at a party or your family's house. You you hear conversations. You're used to that. What we're not used to is lectures or, and some, you know, sometimes <laughs> when you do, I've done a lot of webinars and I used to do webinar training for people. And I used to always say, I'd, I'd like people to be able to, uh, the participants on the training to be able to talk. The training companies would always say, no, 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 we're recording this because we're going to resell it. Well, the problem is I'd have to talk by myself about 10, 15, 30 slides, whatever it was. It's boring. <laughs> it's boring. It's hard to listen to. Conversations are just so much better. And I think it humanizes people. So, you know, if you can be on a podcast, and again, there's tons of them out there. <laughs> you go on a podcast, I think it humanizes people because they go, oh, okay, you're, you're talking and you're human as opposed to, I'm going to read these bullet points off this slide for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so exactly. So your podcast is all about conversations, right? Like we're having right here, right, right now. I think you're, to your point, that resonates with people better, right? It's like Joe Rogan. He's just having a conversation. Right. They're laughing. Maybe they're pouring <laughs> a little whiskey there. Maybe Joe's lighting up a cigar or something, you know? So, but it's, it's right. you're in on a, a very intimate conversation with a couple of interesting people, right? It's it's interesting. I've heard I've heard somebody describe this on his show actually. I think it was on his show. Somebody said something along the lines that people think you're hanging out. This is this is what maybe what your buddies would talk about when you got together. So they think they're driving around in their car that saying, Yeah, I'm kinda of hanging out with Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, but it almost feels like you are, because that's again our brain tricks us into <laughs> these things our brain doesn't catch up yet. But Anyway, Tom, we've gone all over the damn place, but I think this is a fascinating topic, this whole dark funnel, because again, it's out there and we all know it's out there. I mean, there's no debating that. It's just how do we connect with it and all that? So give us some final thoughts on this topic. Okay. So how do you, how do you best engage it? Well, the, one of the, one of the things to do is to talk to your existing customers and get a better idea from them about who they're listening to, where they're getting their information from. And that's gonna help lead you into places where you can start operating, 
right? Because if they're operating there, other buyers that you want are likely operating there too. So that's probably going to consist of a number of things. It's going to consist of podcasters that they're listening to, video casters that they're listening to, websites or blogs that they're visiting and getting information from that you weren't aware of. LinkedIn. Slack groups, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a big one these days. A lot, of, a lot of influencers there are posting content on their feed and just giving helpful advice, right? And getting into conversations. That's probably a place where it's happening. So, and then events, don't, don't discount events, even the digital events, right? Because people are going to those to get information and they're looking to connect with people there and they're looking to get some more ideas. But the, the, the whole thing with the dark funnel is, is that it's just unseen, but all of your buyers are getting all their information, they're assessing that information, they're evaluating that information, and then they're coming to you when they're ready, right? And, you, and, and actually you can't get a better buyer than that, right? And the way to do it is through your own content marketing, it's through influencer marketing, it's through putting out better social media content rather than just slapping up some new, hey, there's another event or, hey, you know, the president of our company, you know, Jane <laughs> right. is speaking next week, you know, here, you know, actually give them some content that's going to help make their lives easier, right? right? And, and, and I'll throw this out there. There are people who are consistently do it on LinkedIn who I'm connected to, Jason Miller from Michigan State, mm -hmm. puts great, everyone knows that. Rick Watson on e-commerce, he's fantastic. Yesterday, I saw Dave Glick from Flex. He posted something, and it was from Supply Chain Dive, that said how quickly Amazon Logistics is growing. I mean, much faster than anyone believed, right? They're going to be much bigger than UPS or FedEx very quickly. And I wouldn't have known that. He posted it and, and it, it wrote a little article, not a little article, 10 bullet points about this. And you look and go, this is fantastic. My fr friend Ryan Schreiber always is doing that. Chris Jolly puts out great video stuff. Again, the guys at Freight Waves are the, the leaders of this. Chris Jolly does a good job. There's just so many people that I follow and they're influencing me all the time. Nick Dangles over at Kinetic. They put out content. You go, when they, when they write it, I know it's well thought out. They aren't just saying, oh, I just cut pasted for this from a, a blog post that we had. Nope, it's good stuff. So I follow it. Mm -hmm. And and again, they're influ and they influence me. Exactly. Anyway, nothing my blather. So Tom, before you go, tell us, tell us who do you guys serve over at 551 Media and how can we reach out and talk to you? Sure. I, through the dark. Yeah. Five, through the dark five, yeah. <laughs> Just go directly to the website, right? You can also find me on LinkedIn. But I, uh, at 551 Media, we service B2B companies and we help them build influencer marketing programs that are going to make an impact on their buyers. So that's the whole point, right? So it's we're actually, that's part of our expertise is operating in the dark funnel via influencers. You can find me at my website, which is called theinfluencemarketer.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'll put a link, I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile and a link to uh, your website. Thank you. In the show notes. And again, Tom, this is, this is always very enlightening when you come on my podcast. I learn a lot. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. 
Yeah, it's my pleasure. And again, I think we do this podcast for 50 minutes and I think we prep for an hour and I gain so much information every time I talk to Tom. So, (laughs) (laughs) and you, you, and you talk about, you talk to a word of mouth while we were talking, I wrote down a whole bunch of people to follow up with companies that he introduced me to and vice versa. And I'm thinking, this is the name of the game. This is how this dark funnel works. This is how it works. It's operating right here, right now. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. And thank all of you for listening. Your support is very much appreciated. Until next time, Onward and Upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.